and welcome to the Bubbly and Baseball podcast, hosted, as always, by Ed Hand and Bailey Von Schneider. If you love drinking sparkling adult beverages and you also happen to love baseball, then we would love for you to join us. So, without further ado, here are Bailey and Ed. Hey everyone out there, welcome back to Bubbly Baseball. So um, we're just trying to figure out what to really talk about this week. We've got some Red Sox stuff we could definitely talk about, but the whole scheme of Major League Baseball, there hasn't been too many rumblings on the trade front or none of the what's left of the free agents really moving yet. But um, we've got some, at least some, you know, Red Sox things that we could definitely talk about this week for sure. Yeah, I think that the one free agency signing that I was excited about is um, Albert Pujols mm-hmm. returning to the St. Louis Cardinals to finish his career where it started. And um, I I love when that happens. I was ecstatic about Zach Greinke returning to the Royals this year. Yep. I was even ha- really happy about Jackie Bradley Jr. coming back to Boston. And he was only gone for a year. So. I know, briefly. Yeah. It's like he never left. Yeah, it's well, I mean, I think he wishes he had never left because boy, oh boy, was that a bad 2021 for him. But um, but (laughs) Pujols, I thought was done. Honestly, I thought he was toast after 2020 and finished up. uh, He got when he got cut by the Angels last year, Mm -hmm. you know, like he was doing terribly there. And then he goes to Los Angeles. He's great off the bench. He ends up hitting like 17 home runs for the season, half the season. So the power is still clearly there. still really good against lefties. He can hit lefties still really well. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't accidentally hit 279 home runs. Like, there's, you know, like, you could lose a step and still have a bit of that pop. So I'm, uh... For sure. And I think I watched an interview with their, also, the Cardinals manager is only 35 years old. I was, like, floored. They yeah. They themselves a young, young manager. Like, literally, Poolhouse is almost a decade older than, like, his manager. Yeah, it's like watching uh, Josh McDaniels coach Tom Brady or something like that. Or... Yeah, somebody really young, which is funny. But uh, he was talking, and, you know, they were bringing up in the interview the idea of, like, you know, they also signed Corey Dickerson. So doing, like, a left-right platoon uh, with the DH spot. And then he was saying that it's also great because he's, like, it gives versatility with having the DH now. But it's also, like... Oh, well, we know that, like, oh, say Goldie needs rest at first. We could still make sure Goldie's, like, bat is in the lineup at DH, and we could put Albert at Albert Pujols at first. So it's, like, nice that, you know, the DH is going to give them a little more versatility. And the DH allows Albert Pujols to go back to St. Louis because he's not going back to St. Louis if they don't have the universal DH. Yeah. Oh, no, there's no way that was happening. His career yeah. was probably done. But yeah. I think it's a great – it's him and his friend Yadier Molina. Yeah. And they're both definitely retiring. And then Adam Wainwright mm. seems like he could go kick, go on indefinitely. He hasn't said anything about 17 years, Wainwright. Crazy. Wainwright's been Did, around for a while. If you told me he was going to last as long as he has, if he, that he was going to be one of those pitchers that's still pitching into his 40s, I would have. I wouldn't have believed you. Like. Yeah, that's wild how well he's – been able to do then again the same thing for rich hill who spent most of his 20s hurt so yeah rich hill looks he's looked really good this spring he's uh it's just so funny when you look at the velocity on some of those pitches and it's like 60 miles an hour yeah like you're like whoa i think i could hit that and then it's like oh wait there's a ton of spin on that pitch oh yeah you're not hitting that curve and then yeah and he's throwing his fastballs in at like 85 and throwing you off 
it's kind of like a throwback to Wakefield a little bit um, with that, like with like his 81 mile an hour fastball that he just sneak past people. Yeah, sorry, his fastball, like knuckleball, knuckleball, knuckleball. What's this? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like this is a high school level like fastball, and yet mm-hmm. it works. But um, yeah, with Pujols, it's also I read um, something pretty sad today. Also, that his wife's having a yes. uh, brain tumor operated on. Yeah, hopefully everything um, goes very very smoothly for her. And they're, yeah. they're just, like, great pillars of, like, the community, too, because she has a Down syndrome child from a previous relationship that Albert has, you know, been the father figure for. And they do a lot of incredible things for not just Down syndrome, but for lots of various charities. They've always been, like, at the forefront of being some of the most philanthropic people in baseball. Do you think that Albert Pujols is going to go down as the greatest hitter of his generation? Oh my god, he just might, because he was pretty much the complete hitter. Like he would hit, he'd get on base, he'd hit for average, he'd hit for power. Like, and just watching that's the swing and like everything was perfect. It was so compact and uh, it's just, it's unfortunate. Like for the Cardinals, it worked out. Like the idea of like them not signing him to that monster deal like benefited them and hurt the Angels. But I just the decline that he went down towards, you know. Most of that Angels contract is it's it's sad. It's sad when you see somebody who is so great, and it proves like what happens when you know just anybody ages in general. Like it's like you're not as good as you were when you were 22 years old. I mean that's just like a fact. And which just to see the decline is it's a little sad. So I'm really hoping for the best. I'm hoping he's put into situations that can not only help the St. Louis Cardinals but that just make him look good for this final season. Yeah, I think that it's it's either him or Miguel Cabrera, right? Yeah, God, to talk about somebody else who went down a decline quickly too, but yeah, but somebody who at their peak, at the peak oh. of their powers, you can put them put them with any first baseman in the history of the game, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I, the triple crown says a lot, you know, the yeah. best one since '67 for Cabrera, like, yeah. and it hasn't happened since, like. Whether or not you you say that overall Mike Trout may have had a better season that year, but you just look at something that hadn't been achieved since 1967 that, you know, gives a little more votes towards, like, an MVP. It's hard for me to say that Trout had a better season when Cabrera, you know, won the batting title and the home run title. And yeah, the but, I mean, I think that's just we look at, I think as we've evaluated baseball, we look differently at, okay, average versus like RBIs and home runs, like they just don't necessarily like you don't look at somebody who's just had all these RBIs and be like, oh, they had a better season. When you just look at all of the deeper numbers, I think if you look at the deeper numbers, Mike Trout's deeper numbers were better. But we just look at the idea of what the Triple Crown is, and sometimes we can get a little clouded by that. Well, I think that, yeah, RBIs are situational. That's very true. But you still have to be able to put the bat on the ball. You still, you still have still to be have a good to, baseball player, yeah. of course. But... There's, the, there's the clutch factor to it. And, yeah. you know, I I, I don't necessarily – I mean, it, it's hard to say as far as all-around player goes that – there's anybody better than Trout except for like Otani because he pitches. Yeah, well, but he's just, just his own beast. But it's like you know, it's like the uh, the Ted Williams versus Joe DiMaggio thing. Like you know, Williams better overall hitter. DiMaggio could actually run and catch things pretty well. Yeah, had a good arm. So you know, it's sort of a pick your poison sort of thing. Like, uh, but as far as being a pure hitter goes, oh yeah. 
You know, I think you could make the case that Cabrera, as, as in that regard, was is yeah. a superior player. When it comes Pujols. to like a when it comes to a pure hitter standpoint, I think that Juan Soto is the best pure hitter in baseball. Whether or not he's the best player in baseball right now, I mean, his defense and he's not great on the base paths, like you know. But hitting wise, from like a hitting standpoint, I don't think there's anybody right now better than Juan Soto. I would love to argue that, but I, it's you tough, know, I right? can't, I can't, it's yeah. tough being like, that's, that's objectively true. Cause I look at, um, so in one of the leagues that I do with my dad, I had the fortune of getting Ronald Acuna Jr. And oh. he has Juan Soto and we kind oh. of go back and forth on that. Like yeah. with which one's better. Um, and I'm like, right. Soto draws more walks and he's probably the better hitter. And obviously he stayed healthy, but have you seen Acuna play the game? <laughs> I would. I can't wait. I need. I need like healthy seasons from Soto. I need healthy seasons from Acuna. I need a healthy season from Trout. Like the Trout is getting into like injury-prone territories, which I, I, I'm not a fan of right now. I mean, so. at least he's in his 30s, so there's like that excuse. Look at Tatis, who's like. What is wrong with him? Like, what is this thing of like riding motorcycles? Like, there should be in your damn contract. I'm sorry. I'm not about like dictating people's lives, but if I'm putting like $200 million within you, I don't want you to. Do- and what are you doing on this motorcycle? Are you doing dumb stunts? Like, come on. I mean, it's, I, I do really, in, in the back of my head, when you say that, I just imagine him like doing like an evil Knievel style like, right? rocket cycle through like a, a hoop of fire over the Grand Canyon or something. Yeah, like what are you doing on this thing, sir? Because if you are for the most part, like shit happens, motorcycles are extremely dangerous. You're definitely putting yourself at risk more than anything else. But also like people that ride motorcycles and ride them properly are not getting into like, oh yeah, oh, which accident did I have? Why are you having multiple motorcycle accidents in your office? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I misheard you as, because oh. you said which accident. I thought you were saying like it was a witch accident. Like a witch oh, a witch accident. The I witches are after, they're, they're <laughs> after the <laughs> <laughs> he's just being chased by the witches. Yeah, I mean, it's here it is. If he's being chased by witches while on his motorcycle, I understand if he had a crash. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it, Fernando. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the beginning of my next fan fiction. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so that's our uh, our non Red Sox news, and that's the thing when you want to do like a baseball show, yeah, but your car, but but what you know about is also what you're really following in spring training is the Red Sox. So mm-hmm. the good news for us though is that that's the majority of our fan base, as far as we yes. know, our listeners. So absolutely, um, what do you think of Trevor's story so far? Yeah, I didn't unfortunately get to watch the game today. I was at work, but I heard you said that he did a walk on RBI and that he was looking pretty solid at second. I I really have no fear of the defense really being a detriment to him. He's a a very slick shortstop, so I feel like he's a hard worker. I think like him getting over to second, I don't really see that as an issue. And I, I mean, he like none of this offense is anything that I'm really worried about. Like the offense was really really solid in 2021. And it added Trevor's story. Like, it, you know, I don't think we subtracted yeah. anything. People will say Schwarber. I don't know. I think story is going to maybe be better than Schwarber. I don't Renfro. think we're going to. Yeah. What was that? Oh, I, Renfro doesn't even like. Yeah, Ren, yeah. It's fun. There's still time to replace Renfro. But if you're giving me like a solid eight, 
I'm hoping JBJ is going to, I want JBJ to have some sort of a, a bounce back. So if we're rolling with JBJ and you give me like a, well, you're giving me like, I think a solid seven. Cause I'm still not, I'm still not convinced about Vasquez. Uh-oh. He's you know? been on the team for years and you're still not, uh, you, we know what he is at this point. There was the juice ball season when he yeah. suddenly could hit 20 home but runs. But to me, it's like, this ain't cutting it. That's not cutting it. <laughs> But he's been so good in the clutch, you know? <sighs> he had that walk-off against Tampa. He had that big triple against the Nationals. I don't... I get, look, I get it. Like, I know people are not crazy about him. I think this is probably his last year in Boston. But I don't know. Like, I'm kind of indifferent to him. Like, he's... I mean, it's fine. If, like, we're rolling with a really strong seven and your eight can get you some clutch hits and be, be a surprise, and then JBJ can obviously not be the literal worst hitter in baseball because no matter how you broke it down, the literal worst hitter in baseball. It's not even, like, an anti-JBJ thing. Yeah. Like, it's a fact. No, he so was objectively he terrible. Worse. Like, can he can't be worse, can he? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I mean, maybe it was a Murphy's Law situation, but yeah. he can probably be worse than that. Um, but he, the thing is, at least watching him in spring training, he doesn't look any different than he did, like, two years ago, like his swing and his timing and everything. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you just have seasons like that. He mm-hmm. was adjusting to a new place. True. But, yeah, I was I was shocked how bad his uh, 2021 it, really it was. Bad. It was and it wasn't well, like they he got hurt or like no. they stopped playing him. Mean, he had over 400 plate appearances. It was like a, it was like a 35 WRC plus. A hundred is average. Oh, <laughs> that's that that is well below average. Yeah. So it was like and like you know boiling it down, it was like this was the worst hitter. So like if you're rolling with a strong eight, can you can you roll with a 35 WRC plus who has some of the best defense? in the game like it's still tough and then who again has had clutch hits for the red sox like even though like i think he had in the alcs in 2018 it was like three hits but one of those hits was like a massive grand slam that was game changing so like i don't know it's tough would i prefer a better right fielder yeah i mean i really would god bless you god bless you of course i would but I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm hoping for a bounce back, and it looks like we're getting we're getting dangerously close to opening day. It's looking like JBJ is our everyday right fielder, which I thought this was a. I mean, there's still plenty. There's still time, but I don't know. I, I think we're rolling out with JBJ in in right field and just one praying. Thing, though one thing that's interesting there though, um, and I don't know if you saw the footage from this the other day, but um, Christian Arroyo's been getting reps and right, and he hasn't looked half bad. He hasn't, but like, do you want Christian Arroyo? Like, I I think is Christian Arroyo an upgrade offensively over JBJ? Like, normally I would say I'm not convinced, but on paper, sure, considering how bad JBJ's 2021 was. But I'm not sure if that's your answer. Like, my answer is, like, if there's no, like, if there's no, uh, I we I don't know. I just think we need a right a right-handed hitting right fielder, which also isn't Michael Conforto because he's well, lefty. But Arroyo is right-handed, isn't he? Right, they? yes, but I don't think Arroyo is our answer. That's just. I mean, he's probably, but at least you can, you don't have to start Jackie against lefties. No, you don't. You're very yeah. true about and that. That's... There is an option. There is an option. And I think that, um, I think Arroyo is an athlete, like a, a, a strong enough athlete that he could do well in right field. And like, you know, the Red Sox were definitely, they were favoring defense over offense at certain points because like, holy hell is our 
our our defense is already so much better than it was last year. Like you're oh. you're get, yeah, like our outfield defense, like it, even if you roll in with JBJ, like that is a strong 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 ass outfield. And even our deep like what, what's your weakness? Like your your weaknesses are the corners, really. It's what are we going to get from Devers? What are we going to get from Dahlbeck? Really? Dalbeck got a lot better at first half. Um, after the I first know. half, though, his defense improved, and I think that Story's defense is actually going to help Xander out yeah, because absolutely. he can cover more ground. Xander can stay in the hole a little more, so we won't have to quite reach for them as much. I think that that really um... range is Xander's issue. Like that's it's it's not like it's it's him getting to something, like and and it's like you see it and you'll just be like oh. Mm, somebody else probably could have got to that, but Xander's issue never is like the the mental mistake. Whereas I feel like the mental mistakes are all of the issues of Devers. Yeah. It's not oh, the yeah. range. Devers has made some plays where you're just like, holy shit, that's like Nolan Arenado level. And then he'll like throw the ball like eight rows deep. He he's so much more athletic than he looks, Raffy. Yeah. Like he just looks like this big kind of derpy kid, and then he's gotten faster. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's always been strong as hell. He went opposite oh. field on something that it looked like he hit by accident today. I know. Yeah, the strength has never been an issue for sure. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they end up using as their who they who ends up being like that utility outfielder type guy. If it's it looks like as far as you as position players go, it's down yeah. to four people um, for taking that last uh, those last two spots. Um, Travis Shaw, um, Jar- Jonathan Arauz, Rob Resnider, and um, Yilmer Sanchez. Yeah, so is this is do we think Duran's not making the team? Duran was sent to AAA already. Oh, was he already? Yeah, he was optioned. Fitzgerald was optioned, and Connor Wong was optioned as well. So we, they're all. Why are we running? Brushhead is not that good. Why? Well, I mean, like he can play. He's he's not terrible though. Like he hasn't looked great in the spring, but like historically, he's like a two fifty hitter who can draw walks. Um, I don't think he's the guy. I think that if it were me picking, I'd go with um, Gilmer Sanchez and Travis Shaw. Mm, yeah, I think Sanchez probably has a chance, especially if you're really going on a defense. Yeah. Like, you know, 2019 Gold Glove winner. At yeah. Second, was it? He won a uh, second. Yeah, second base. Yeah. And, you know, he can play third. He can play mm-hmm. shortstop. Arauz and Dalbeck are both getting worked in the outfield. Um, they're both getting, I think, uh, left and right. Uh, so you, And Arauz is on the 40, man. Mm. In a home run today hasn't been and people aren't crazy about him but you know he's moved pretty steadily he was mm. um, a rule 40 pick a few years ago or sorry a rule five pick yeah yeah we took him in 20 yeah 2020 he had to stay and it worked out that like yeah. only 60 games yeah yeah but he I mean, he that was the thing though was that he really he didn't have much double a time and I, I felt like he really held his own in the big leagues all things considered so mm-hmm. he's not uh, you know he's athletic he's not a terrible hitter i think that he has some room for growth there i do wish that they'd have a full-time like just right-handed outfielder though mm-hmm. that could be the backup like remember chris young the 2018 yeah. season somebody like somebody like that yeah um, True. But they're really, I mean... There's not much so, out there. Yeah, hang on. I have, like, a list of, like, my top 14 that are still left. And are any of them even outfielders at this point? I saw Dexter Fowler just got signed by the uh, uh, by the Blue Jays. So that was... He's a switch hitter. But, you know, like, Fowler's also, like, tore his ACL last year and hasn't been much in a, quite mm-hmm. some time. Yeah, they're really... Um, there were no oh Brett Gardner, but he's left-handed. So. Oh my God, imagine if yeah. Brett Gardner was right-handed and the Red Sox were like, you know what? Come on, Brett. 
I mean, it, I'm not going to lie. It would be pretty funny. It would be hilarious. It would be um, hilarious. And then he hit, like, a walk-off home run against the Yankees or something. It would be the funniest thing to happen. Chef's kiss. Chef's it would be mwah, perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, who, do, who do you think is going to take the those two spots? Um, you know, I think Sanchez probably has a good chance just from a versatility standpoint. <laughs> Um, again, I unfortunately haven't been able to keep up much with the spring training just because my work is getting crazy. Um, so I would probably say you're going somebody like a versatility and then maybe the person that really plays their way in for whoever's just like, oh, okay, you really showed up this spring. Let's give you a shot. There is one more name that I haven't really mentioned at all because he's not on the 40 man and I think people have forgotten about him. But Frenchy Cordero did hit two doubles today. Damn, Frenchie. I mean, I still to this day will never understand, like, the hate that that man gets. Like, I mean, it's like if if if, if Andrew Benintendi was not handsome, there would be no, like, conversation about all of it. Like, none. Yeah, people love Betty, but it was less about the baseball and more about the handsomeness yeah Yeah. (laughs) like look at this man and and people still not realizing that like he's the literal definition of average like again 100 is like the thing i'm pretty sure he finished last season with like a 107 so cool he's seven points above average that's not like something that you're like woohoo like that's to me the literal definition of average yeah i mean he was i think that it was some of it was he moved really quickly through the minors he had that great rookie year he had that Mm -hmm. great second year when he was like a 2020 guy yeah Um, and then something happened and he hasn't been able to yeah it just he hasn't been able to reclaim that magic maybe it'll happen with the royals at some point but yeah i mean yeah and i hope i hope he's good we've always said and like he just didn't there there's still no need for him to be on this team um so i think the trade made sense you're getting value you're adding to your your phone system you're doing all of that um yeah but it's so weird to me when like some of these players just completely get lost because like what the literal fuck is wrong with cody bellinger i don't know Um... i know again it's spring training but he struck out in like 10 of 15 at bats he looks so lost Yeah, and I, you know, I I say this about spring training every year. It's like going to a rehearsal for a play and wondering why, like, the person missed their lines or something like that. It's like, well, it's a rehearsal. Mm -hmm. But with Bellinger, somebody who, you know, was an MVP. He was an MVP, and and he's not making contact. Yeah, it's been multiple bad seasons. Even though that MVP season, I still think that it should have gone to Yelich, and he should have been a back-to-back MVP here. But he had that, like, little wrist injury at the end, and people just went Bellinger. But I'm sorry, I still think. Also, Yelich has regressed like a mother effort, too. Not to the point of Bellinger, but, like, literally, there was a time where, like, 18-19— should have been, in my opinion, back-to-back MVPs. And then, like, 20, 2020 really screwed with a lot of dudes. And, like, we're still seeing it screwing with them. Because 2020 is when both Bellinger and – I think Bellinger and Yelich started to, like, go down, you know? Yeah, I mean, some of it is a return to the median because I think that with Yelich, nobody expected him. They thought he, he was a young rookie and, you know, he was a good hitter, but I don't think anybody expected him to be, like, MVP season. Yeah, but Yelich. there were, like, that was... two unbelievably potentially MVP seasons. So to me, it's, like, yeah. fluking on what should have been, in essence, a back-to-back. It, so I understand, like, it came out of nowhere. 2018 came out of nowhere, but then for his 2019 to be better... 
And like, that's what's like, I'm like, oh, and then for him to sort of just regress, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, you lose, it's like he had like some kind of a wrist injury, you lose yeah, even, you a, even a tiny little little bit there. I mean, it, it messes up with you. Yeah, uh, but you know, he can still draw walks, he's still fast, he's still a great fielder, so there's yeah. a lot of stuff that he can do. Bellinger doesn't seem to even be able to make contact with the ball at this point, no. which is... Crazy. Um, you gotta feel if you're... I mean, they can't put him at first base anymore, because Freddie Freeman's there now. So he's, he's gonna just, be... The, yeah, he's their center fielder, right? DHing or center fielding, right? Because yeah. who, are they, who are they doing? It's not like they have an everyday... I mean, I don't know, is Muncie, is Muncie going a second, or is Muncie gonna be their... D, like, I don't, I don't really know... <laughs> The the be- embarrassment of riches of the Los Angeles Dodgers is that the goddamn team didn't need Freddie Freeman. Like, no. at all. <laughs> no. But, you know, at least he isn't as much of a shithead as Trevor Bauer, where he's going yeah. to, uh, he's going to, they're going to give him all this money and then he's going to embarrass them and they're not going to Also, how are people still defending Trevor Bauer? Like, I saw Gary Sheffield's son. Because it's like, who cares about Gary Sheffield's son? Find that hilarious. Like, your name is the only thing that we're like, oh. And then we're like, oh, there's a junior. Um, I mean, maybe it's a different Gary Sheffield, you know? Maybe it's not even the baseball Gary Sheffield's son. I don't know. Maybe he just tricked us all. That would be more hilarious if he had no, yeah. But he's out here, like, saying, like, this is an innocent man. Like, no, this isn't an innocent man. This man has done it multiple times. This is a, there's a difference between being an innocent man and this court system being completely shit and, you know, letting this person get off for what they did. Oh, like, he did this. He did this. Like, it's not an innocent you, man. You better be careful, Bailey. He's gonna, he's gonna sue you like he's doing that uh, reporter out in L.A. if you don't, uh... If you don't cut it out, you know, he's such a crybaby. Like all of everything he's doing is just so reactionary. And it's like Ed has always said, he's like the impulse control of like a twelve-year-old boy, you know. Yeah, just... no, you're giving him too much credit. I I, I say four-year-old. You say four-year-old? Oh, ooh, yeah. even a four-year-old. He's, yeah. yeah, he's like a he's like a four-year-old in a grown man's body with grown man needs, unfortunately, which makes it even worse. Yeah, I thought at first, like I was on the Trevor before because I thought, yeah, well, he did have these these issues but i thought he was just being like stupid because like you know sometimes not to offend the men that listen some men are just stupid and i thought it was like the stupid like oh let me like show up my man and just i'm gonna throw the ball let me be like f you rob manfred and this and that and i'm like all right you can you got some good like i'm like okay you want to grow the game of baseball i'm on board with that you're doing some of the stupid stuff i'm like all right cool you may be just kind of stupid but then you're like oh no you're actually a trash human so yeah see i i had just thought that he had a coke problem um that was the impression that i had prior to it like when he was with cleveland and everything and i mean that still might be possible too but i don't really want bauer to sue me so i'm just gonna say that that's uh opinion not i cannot i can neither confirm nor deny deny that trevor bauer has a cocaine problem speaking of like the idea of cocaine and drugs in this sport though it's like when we were heavily drug testing like were they not drug testing for cocaine um I I would have to think so. I know there was a big Coke problem in the 80s with um, yeah, like Daryl like, Strawberry yeah. and like Dale Barra. But then we had like the, the stuff came out about Matt Harvey and like how he was doing it like in the clubhouse. I'm like, are they not testing for like illegal substances or are they just testing for like PEDs? Like this is why. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know because you, you hear about in some sports like people getting like a weed suspension or something like yeah. that, which is like crazy. But so, you think, yeah, you think that they'd catch like if you're just like doing blow hope. before you blow before you throw or whatever. Blow before you throw. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's wild to me that it's just like you're like, oh no, I'm just gonna keep doing cocaine. I'm not gonna get caught. Like, like it's weird to me. But uh, I mean, they were also doing like opiates and stuff before. Uh, yeah. You know. So it's it's like, oh my god. And then supposedly they're not drug testing this season, so we'll see how many home runs are gonna be hit. I no, I think that they're I think they the drug testing started up again. After, oh, did it? Uh, okay. Good. After I thought that was just because of the lockout. They was it? All right. Testing. I hope because that would. That was the. Imp- I don't think it was just like oh, just kidding, guys. We're not drug testing anymore. That would have been like, wild to me. Yeah. I do like the idea though that like um, during this period, Robinson Cano just went like bananas on the steroids and then like stopped once. <laughs> Robinson Cano might be the stupidest man on the face of the earth. <laughs> Ah, he's, uh, you know, he got that. He didn't get caught until after he got the big contract. So yeah, that was smart. So maybe he's smarter <laughs> than we we give him credit for, for sure. But uh, my question is, like, so we've been watching the Red Sox in spring. Um, I know my biggest concern. I think it's everybody's biggest concern. But what would you say your biggest concern is with this team moving forward? Um, I think my biggest concern moving forward is will. Hirokazu Sawamura go to the prom with me. That's some nice hair. Yeah, I, I, I I've sent him a lot of emails, a lot of <laughs> notes, and he still has. I, I just, I feel like he doesn't even know I exist. Oh, oh, the horror. Yeah, the horror. no, but in all seriousness, the bullpens yeah. definitely. I've, um, as much as I want Garrett Whitlock in the rotation, I fully accept him being in the bullpen. Just yeah, to I think it has it to be easier on everybody. But I would, I would like a yeah. flip-flop of him and Hauk, but, you know. Yep, yeah, one of them needs to be in the pen, and it ain't going to be Hauk at this point. Yeah, so absolutely. I fully accept him in the bullpen if need be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the pens. So the guys that I think are sure things right now, and I was going, I made, like, a list of this yesterday mm-hmm. and was like, oh, they're in trouble, actually. Um. I think Barnes, is, Barnes has been kind of on and off in the spring. And, you know, he's usually good the first three months, so I'm not yeah. too concerned about him. Um, Whitlock, so that's two. Um, and then it gets a little dicier after that. Um, Which is wild, because you sign somebody like Diekman, and you're like, are you making this team? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, Diekman's going to be on the team. Yeah, he, uh, has- he hasn't looked He's either hurt or he's just not warmed up yet, but he hasn't looked good in spring training. And, uh, again, like, I, you know, I would say be, like, don't be too reactionary to that. I'd rather yeah. get now than during the actual season. Absolutely. Um, another guy that's going to be on the team, even though no one seems to really want him there, Ryan Brazier. He's, he's sorry, he's going to be there. Um, I know he is. I know he is. Um, who else? Uh, Matt Strom, who I actually think has looked fine. Strom's yeah, going to surprise people. Yeah. I like Strom. Um, Salamura will be on it, and Darwin's and Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. So those are seven guys. The roster's a little expanded. Um, you've got some. So then, you know, the rest of the spots. Well, Josh Taylor ain't going to be him. He's starting the season on the uh, yeah. on the injured list. Hansel Robles has been stuck in the Dominican since they yes. brought him back. It looks so. like he's coming back. He's coming in. So that that's really good. That yeah. <laughs> don't feel good about a week of prep work. Even though he does seem like the kind of guy who could just, like, not pitch for a year and then come back and be That's fine. That's what like, Cora said. He's like, oh, he's a workhorse. Cora, like, Cora kind of didn't yeah. seem like he was that, like, ah. And he's probably he's like one of the, down there. Oh, yeah, no. He's one of. He's also just seems like one of these batshit crazy guys that just, like, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, this sort of thing just doesn't mean anything to him. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I warmed up. Don't worry. I drank uh, drank half a pint of vodka before I came here. I'm yeah, all warmed up we're good. Now. Let's like, go. Yeah, um, and then, you know, there's a few other guys. I think Phillips Valdez has looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think that there's big fudges look pretty good. Um, this is on Tyler Danish hasn't looked bad in the uh, periods that we've seen, and Edward Bizzardo has looked okay. And Cutter Crawford, I actually think, probably has the best shot of the uh, of the prospects because he's uh, in the minors. He's been a starter. Yeah. His stuff plays though for the bullpen. He was hitting 97, 98. He's That's got. Good. Uh, he struck out five in two innings yesterday. One hit. Yeah. Uh, I think bullpens like Ed and I have always talked about this. Bullpens <laughs> can come together. They can come together well, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like name recognition. Like you see all the names in like Chicago, and you're like, oh, oh. But like sometimes, like they're, and then you look down in like you look down in Florida at you know at Tampa Bay, and you're like, oh, I don't know any of these names, but oh, this is always a really great bullpen. So it's like things can come together. Yeah, and I mean, look at all the big name closers that have gotten brought in by like Ben Sherrington that just kind of blew up, like uh, oh, Joel Hanrahan. God. Hanrahan yes. um, gave yeah. us um, for the the brief period of time that we had Brock Holt. That was yeah. the best part about the Hanrahan. Yep, yep. Uh, Mark Melanson, who is, has been a good oh. closer everywhere else, everywhere else but Boston. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. So just wow. because the guy has, and then like, who's who's the best closer in recent years that the Red Sox has had? In my opinion, it's not Kimbrel. It's Koji. Koji, yeah, Koji's better than Kimbrel for sure. Yeah. Um, and he would, but he was just like a random guy that they signed. He didn't close until the end of that season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, and he's not somebody with like a blistering fastball. He's not somebody, you know, he was good, Mm -hmm. but you know, he wasn't, it's not like all these people that are like, oh, you have to sign Kensley Jansen. You have to trade for this or that. Like bullpen is the easiest thing to build. Look, the Oakland A's friggin' have a new closer that they trade for like six, six prospects every three years. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you can grow relief pitchers. Yeah, absolutely. So while it's my biggest concern, it's something that could come together and could not be a concern quickly, you know? Yeah. Or it could be a complete shit show and we'll be okay. talking about this in May and they have to score 11 runs a game to win. So, yes. you know, that's, we'll, uh... that's absolutely true. But, you know, if I started, you know, the, the boomer taking me uh, will forever and always be the days of missing when men pitched, you know, um, at least seven innings. That's my boomer take. Yeah, I would not mind that coming back. Um, I th- it's better for the bullpen. You know when a Red Sox team is going to collapse when they overwork yeah. the bullpen. I don't even know if it's just a Red Sox team or just any team. team but what you're general. seeing, like, and that that is what concerns me. I think about um, Alex Cora's yep. managerial style sometimes is that he does work his quality guys into the ground. Yeah, I think his bullpen management isn't great. Yeah, I, and uh, that's really my only flaw, truly. Yeah, I think him. that he's he's an excellent players manager, and Fantastic. he knows how to. He really knows how to run like a defense. He knows how to get the most out of his hitters. He even knows how to like run his starters and when to yank his starters. The problem is that it's the selection out of the pen. He, you know, like he doesn't really keep the this idea of like, oh, I might need them later on in the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't throw him four games in a row. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I think that's what kills, you know, people can have their issues with Matt Bonds. Being overworked is what killed him. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. Hey, did you see his, like, the necklace that he has? I know this is, like, a totally arbitrary thing, but he's wearing, like, one of those, like, they're, like, like, like black beads or something. Oh. He's wearing the stupid necklace all season, and it's, like, I don't, I don't get it. Man, I don't like it. You also see him like pumping like a hundreds, lifting hundreds on Instagram. 
That I feel like like being muscular isn't necessarily going to help you throw the ball harder. It I know for, it yeah. definitely won't. I know, like for tennis, it's like it fucks up your mechanics if you get too bulky. So, like, I hope he's not like like messing that up. Oh, hello, Penny. My dog Hi. just hopped onto my lap. Hi. Uh, yeah, no, for truth. Like, so you see, like, there was a point where Clay Buckles was a very successful uh, major league pitcher, and that boy weighed 70 pounds soaking wet. So muscle muscle tone doesn't necessarily negate whether or not you can throw well. <laughs> you know something? Um, so this is a completely different topic, um, but I was just thinking about this. So you saw, I don't know, you saw, you did watch the game on Sunday, if I remember correctly. You saw the uh, the Sox prospects fellas uh, got yes, interviewed. Yes, uh, yes, that was awesome. Which... I got vaguely tipped off about this, and I'm immediately like, oh, shit, I should probably take a picture or something like this for the Twitter. And I start doing it, and I realize, like, all the meds that I'm on are, like, in the shot because I keep them, like, in front oh, of the Oh, God, TV. no, really? <laughs> so I was just like, oh, crap, I have to figure out how to crop this because this isn't going to work. Like, everybody but, knows uh, all the drugs I take. <laughs> but something that was interesting, though, um, was that Ian Cundell, who's, like, the director of scouting for Sox Prospects, uh, mentioned today that the top three that they have is the best top three that he's seen since the uh, 2016 Red Sox, as far as prospects go. Now, 2016 Red Sox, that was Yon Mankata, Rafi Devers, and Andrew Benintendi. Woo! So that's, that's, that's praise. That is that is some legit praise right and there. And two of those yeah. three, top three, are Himes bringing in with um, yep. with uh, Marcelo Meyer and um, York is in the three, right? Yeah. 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 And... Um, Spoilers, if you're listening to this, the um, Sox prospects um, list is getting updated next week. And um, there's one guy to keep your eye on. Um, He's only only 18. His name is Miguel Blease. Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's pronounced Blease or Blias, but this kid, he's, he started off at, I think at 17th, he's moved to 15th and they're, um, my sources are telling me that he's going to be in the top 10. So for That's somebody exciting. that for somebody that young that hasn't played out of the Dominican Summer League to be moving that quickly is saying something. And he also he didn't sign a deal as big as um, Devers two point nine million, but I think he signed for like one point five or something like out that. Out of the Dominican. So, so he's somebody that could be approaching that kind of territory as far as like a real true blue chip prospect. There's also one starting pitcher um, that I think people need to keep an eye on named uh, Winkleman Gonzalez. Now he made it up to Salem last year, um, but Mm -hmm. he rose from 45th on the list to 12th. Wow. In one season. So he showed the thing with him is he's only 20 and he's got a big fastball. He can hit like uh, 96, 98 on the fastball. His st- other pitches are still developing, but he knows how to pitch a lot better than a lot of people his age do. He has that feel down, and he had some success in Salem last year. Could move pretty quickly. He's a little on the smaller side, though. He's kind of scrawny, so, mm. you know, like people worry about uh, the injury injury risks with that. But when you just think about how far the farm systems come in the last few years, there are a few guys that were listed all also, um, the Cundell listed as far as um, relievers that could that could be up to help this season. Um, one of them listed was Crawford. He thinks is the most imminent and who could actually break yeah, break, yeah. break the squad. Yeah. But then there's also um, somebody named Zach Kelly who had a pretty good year in AAA last year. In oh, I think I've seen him pitch in the spring, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so there's Kelly. 
and there's another guy, uh, Brian Bello, who's currently sixth in oh, the system yeah, as far yeah. as pitchers go. He, now, he's a starter at AA right now, but he pitched in the Futures game last year, and he can hit 102 on his fastball. Uh, I mean, not every time, obviously, but you put him in the pen. Oh, yeah. Now, controls yeah. controls the issue with him. So um, there are a couple of other guys that are interesting as well. There's Frank German, who I don't know if you saw him pitch in the spring yet. He's the guy that they got in the Adam Adovino trade. Yeah. And they tried him out as a starter last year. He didn't look great. But as a reliever, holy smokes, he looked good. And this was against, like, big league hitters, too. He was, um, I, I, he's, he's a bit further down on the list right now, but I think he's somebody that we could really, especially now, after, he was really good in September after they moved him to the pen full-time, and I think he's someone that we could see move very quickly. That'd be um, awesome. Yeah. And then... Two from the Yanks being studs. Oh, be potentially a... potentially three if we get, uh, if Caleb Orth does anything. True, true, true. That's another one um, who was a, like, a minor league rule five pick who came up for, like, one inning last year, who mm-hmm. I'm just obsessed with because I want to, I want to, there are a few things there. You could come, news about him, you could call the Orth Report, mm-hmm. and you could have a section of the fan in, like, the bleachers called the Orth Cloud. So I'm there could be some in-house solutions to the uh to the pen is the really pen issues, yeah. here. And don't forget Jake Rube is also somebody that's on the 40 man that yeah. um, has looked a lot better for He's thrown first some pick. in the spring, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you know, he got a cup of coffee at double A last year, looked pretty good. Um and then there's another pitcher named Brian Mata, who uh, people thought was good, might have a chance to pitch in the majors last year. Then yeah. he needed Tommy John surgery. But, you know, come August, he's somebody that could come up as well. So there are some there there are guys in the system when you look at how I guess it's like how far we've come from, like, you know, not re- like if yeah. being Cassis and then everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Really. Or people believing that Duran was as good as he might not actually be like yeah. things like that did you see um the home run sedate Raffaella hit the other day no was it he was it a good one it was so he's like this like five foot eight maybe 150 pounds guy who just hit the shit out of the ball straight away center really? field must have been a good four 420 feet just what? He, yeah he was the red sox defensive player of the year last year also for the minors plays just about every position fast as hell he's um i, I actually really like Raphael. people say he's gonna peak as a utility guy but i think they're underrated him Hey, but even if he's like a really solid utility guy, like come on, that's something that's great too, you know. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of salivating over the miners right now. They're uh, announcing the rosters next week uh, <laughs> or this weekend, I think, for where guys are going to be uh, starting the season. Starting, yeah. Yeah. So um, it'll be exciting. I mean, we've got like you, like Ed says, we have some actual really great talent down there, yeah. and the fact is that people thought that like. Heim Bloom wasn't going to do this. Like, the, of course he was going to do this. Heim Bloom is literally doing exactly what Andrew Friedman. And what have you been seeing Andrew Friedman do? To sign everybody on the goddamn planet because he yep. can. And then he yep. can trade for whoever the hell he wants because he can. Yeah. This is what we're waiting for. Be patient, please. <laughs> I actually, it's, it's. Bloom's eye for talent has been really good. I'm just very hope. I think. What I think he's doing with the bullpen and why you haven't seen him do any major signings is that I think he's trying to build that from within so he doesn't have to overpay. 
Yeah, I mean that's what that's what they do in Tampa Bay. Yeah. So yeah. Also, Tampa Bay, it's unfair. Like we, we had that guy that was pitching against us the other day when we faced them. He was in a trade. It was the Rangers guy. Was it the Rangers? Jeff Bridges. It was the no no no. It was the it wasn't one of our guys. It was um a young guy. He was the day that uh, Whitlock pitched. It was the one that was going against Whitlock. He was a Tampa Bay guy that they traded to get Oh, Joe Ryan. Yes, to get Nelson Cruz. Yeah, Joe and Ryan. And this kid looks like a goddamn stud too. Yeah, he um I got some real Brad Radke energy from him. Just good strike thrower, decent fastball, great control. He was on Team USA with uh Cassis. Was he? Like, yeah. this, this kid looks like, I was like, God damn it. I was like, Tampa Bay, man. Like, yeah. the pitching, Tampa Bay and Cleveland are, like, the pitching factories, you know? Yep. yep. Um, with Ryan, the only thing, and I think this is probably part of why they traded him, he's a little bit on the older side. I think he's 20, 25, 26. Yeah, he's, so. like, the same, I think they was the same age yeah. as um, Whitlock. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so there isn't as much room for Minnesota. Growth, what, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. Cruz was in Minnesota. Excuse I gotta me. tell you, I'm like weirdly excited about seeing the Twins play this year. Let's see they what they can weird... do, man. What it's a, a wild fucking team. It really is, man. Like, um, go go for it, Minnesota. But like, shit. <laughs> like... Their big pitching acquisitions have been like Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer, which is um a oh, no, fascinating they did, strategy. They did also get they did trade for um Sunny Gray. Oh, Sunny Gray. Who is solid? I really like Sonny Gray. Outside of um, outside of like when he was with the Yankees, and that was because yeah. they just like straight did not know how to manage him. Yeah, like, you know. Where, like, where are the Yankees at right now, man? Like I, I, I don't, don't think they're as good. Like you, like I respect Jordan Leandry, but Jordan Leandry thinking that the Yankees are going to win the division is mind-boggling to me. I think that they could. I don't necessarily. It's not like saying Baltimore's going to win the division. Yeah, but, but no, um, of course. But to if, me, like the Blue Jays are wildly better than the Yankees. It's hard. So here's here's where I look at this, and it's 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 tough because you don't want to say something at the beginning of the season and then you look like an idiot after that. Oh, but of course. I just have a very hard time looking at who won free agency and saying that they're going to win everything. And yes, the Blue oh, Jays yeah. the Blue Jays on paper are freaking tremendous yeah. right now. But I don't know, like the, the, their bullpen and their pitching don't pitching do that so much, much for me. Nobody's real pitching in the AL East, like, honestly, scares me. Like, yeah. the Yankees, my, even though ours doesn't scare me. Like, no. I think, like, you know, the only pitching that scares me is DeGrom Scherzer. Like, yeah. Well, and ba- I, I, I'm scared of Bassett also. I have a healthy fear yeah. of, uh, of Chris Bassett. Like, so the Mets a are in good shape. Three. Like, the Mets, are, the Mets are the best team in New York. But to me, it's like you look at, like, Severino was supposed to pitch, I think, today and didn't. Cole, like, I don't know. Cole can't pitch in a big situation. Um, you know, um, Jamison Tyon is either going to be good or bad. Um, I don't think Montgomery's really that great. So no, the, I look at the Yankees yeah. and I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, their bullpen's better than ours, on paper, at least. Sure. Yeah. But, okay. Like, I don't uh, know. And yeah. 
But that bullpen's not going to be better if they're being taxed every game. Of course, I have to absolutely. Come in the third inning. Absolutely. And then um, you look at the lineup, and I think Gallo is better than a lot of people think Gallo is. I think Gallo is pretty solid. I think he's going to hit a lot of home runs in that short porch. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that just truly thinks Joey Gallo is terrible. No, there's a ton of people that just think he's all strikeout <laughs> and like nothing else. And I'm like, okay, but there's still a lot of strikeouts in that lineup. I think um, Judge is MVP level i think stanton when healthy is mvp level outside of the two of them nobody in that lineup really like terrifies me What's, i think I their mean, six through nine is dog shit <laughs> i'm just trying to think like their catcher we don't really know is it going to be uh oh sorry yeah the, the rock looking guy yeah, yeah the guy that looks like a boulder yeah yeah him but like you have like six through nine you have what like what the hell is Glaber Torres anymore we don't know um you have like Higashioka Isaiah kind of Falefa and then like there's like I'm trying to think who else is down at the bottom of that order too where you're just like that like they're four the four bottom to that order like yeah. that's nothing that's making me go like okay DJ LeMayhew I feel like his hit or miss he was really great and then he was like had a some low points like really to me it's like Stanton and Judge but then Stanton and Judge feel like the exact same player too yeah. Yeah, and then there's, I mean, Anthony Rizzo isn't what he used to be. Josh Donaldson oh, isn't what he used to be, That's and they're it, good. Yeah. I'll say this. The Yankees' defense got a lot better. Uh, yeah, Rizzo's yeah. a great fielder. And on paper, yeah. it looks like they could be really good, but, like, if on if this team five years ago, I'd probably be scared. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm wondering if they're just trying to build a team that plays solid fundamental ball because they, I look at these guys and I think, like, okay, this is a strong defensive team. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing – there's enough hitting that they can get by. I don't think that they have the pitching, and that's sort of where I'm at with that. They don't – I don't think the – even, like, their younger guys, like, uh, that they could call call up, like, Garcia – like, Debbie Garcia, Clark Schmidt, those guys. I just – I think that they're overestimating their starters. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that could cost them a bit, but anyway. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it could all play out. The Red Sox could win the division. The Red Sox could finish in fourth. Like, like, there's going to be a lot of competition outside of um, apologize to um, to Trey Mancini outside of the Baltimore Orioles. There's competition in this actual division. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be the extra playoff spots. We could be seeing a few of those from the uh, AL East. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. Yeah, we'll see when we uh when we get there. But um, this is kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like we've got one week to go. Week yeah. from now, we'll be talking about opening day. So. Yes, can't wait. It's it's fast approaching. Getting excited. Getting excited. Yeah, I've got to figure out how to how to work from home that day because <laughs> not gonna get shit done at work if um if I'm there. And it's always the the two, it's always like a two o'clock game too for of course for yeah I'll, the season yeah I, I like um I, I, I there isn't they're not doing like a game the night before like they used to you used to have like like uh, Cardinals Cubs or something like that yeah everybody starts great. on the same day now yeah I don't I don't like that I yeah me neither I, I like care that for it. night game for sure <laughs> yeah yeah me too mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think that's uh, that sums up uh, this week uh, in baseball. <laughs> this week in Red Sox that we follow, and, yes. Al- and our friend Albert Pujols on drums. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you once again for listening. Please rate us, like us, subscribe to us, talk to us, all that good stuff. And baseball's Please. coming. Yeah, it is, and it'll be here soon. So uh, until then.